Welcome to Hachzik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Hello, my sweetest friends, and welcome back to Hachzik, our daily limud of Messias Hashem. We're up to day number 117 in our limud as we continue through and we'll finish Bez Hashem, chapter 21 of Messias Hashem, which teaches us the way to acquire this Midah of Hasidus. We discussed in our previous lesson the, the, the ways to acquire Hasidus through observation and contemplation, which bring about a great love and fear of God which is the key ingredients, the main, main aspects of, of Hasidus. And we also discussed David HaMelech and, and leveraging Tehillim in order to engender that Hasidus for us. And now today, as the Ramchal always does, he's going to explain to us those things that detract from Hasidus, the things that we should be avoiding um, in order to make sure that we can fully acquire this meat of Hasidus. And we're going to see that mainly it is Daga, it's nervousness and worry that occupy our minds that take us away from our ability to observe and contemplate um, to the extent that brings us love and fear of God. And allows us to live a life full chasidus. The things that take away from chasidus are being preoccupied with worrying and, um, you know, busy preoccupation of, of things, you know, worldly matters, things that are going on here in this world. Because as long as our mind is, is occupied with worries and our, and our preoccupations and our busy pursuits of this world, he doesn't have time to turn his attention, or the, even the, the, the headspace, to turn his attention to this observation and contemplation that we discussed in the last lesson. And without this contemplation, he'll never reach Chassidus. And even if he already had, took the time and, and reached Chassidus and, and, and accomplished that through, a, through all this contemplation, if now he gets preoccupied and starts worrying about things and so focused on Olmaz and, and things of this world, it, it it grips his mind and and it it it, it's, um, it, it makes him uh, it gets all mixed up in his mind his mind gets muddled with it. The enam and he doesn't allow him this aspiring chassid to strengthen himself in his fear and love of Hashem. And everything else that we discussed in chapter nineteen related to chassidus that he should be focusing on. The Shechina does not come to rest upon a person while he is in a state of distress or any other state not conducive to real contemplation. Because someone that's in stress can't devote their mind and heart to love and fear of Hashem. They're preoccupied. So the same thing applies to Chassidus in general. You're not going to be able to reach Chassidus if, if your head and heart are, are occupied with other things and you're stressed about, uh, you know, the worries of this world. And, and I, I mentioned this idea many times in previous lessons, the idea how important it is for us to feel good, to, to do things that put us in a good headspace, again, obviously within the balance of halacha and what's healthy for us. But, uh, you know, it could be the, the, the glasses you wear, the clothing you wear, the car you drive, the, you know, the, your garden, uh, landscaping, the, you know, a walk you go on, the, whatever. Things that we do in order to make us feel good, clear our mind, put us in a better headspace that allows us the capacity to focus, to contemplate, to observe, and to bring about this great Ava and Yiran, to bring about Hasidus. So first he says, what pulls us away? It's the Daga, it's the worry. And certainly, he says even more than that, beyond that, it's the enjoyment and the delights of this world. If someone really indulges in these things, these things are mamish diametrically opposed. They're the opposites of Hasidus. Because they, they seduce our hearts, they draw our hearts to run after them. Uh, these these 
physical pleasures of this world, these taivas, these temptations. The sarmi calling yonah precious hamitis. And as a result, someone comes removed from all matters of precious, which we know is an earlier rung of the ladder. You, need, we, you can't remove precious from the equation. And of, of true knowledge, of yidi amitis, i.e. what? Like we've been discussing, what's true knowledge? What's the, what's the greatest truth? That the truest good for man is closest to God, is, is, is pursuing perfection, our vodas Hashem. So the more we indulge in physical matters and we um, are osig in those things, it, 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 distracts, it, it distracts us and it detracts from our ability to focus on chasidus, and all these, and all these other things which really matter in our pursuit of perfection and what is Hashem. So how do we avoid this worry? How do we avoid um, the worry that takes away from our ability to be to, to contemplate and be be growing in our chassidus? However, what can protect someone from these detractors, i.e. worrying and a preoccupation with material stuff? Trust. Trust on Hashem. Throwing on Hashem, he throws on Hashem. Yehovah, his pekel, his his burden, legamri completely. Because he realizes it's it's not possible that Hashem will withhold from him anything that was allotted to him by Hashem's decree. We know Gemara Beit tells us. Hashem decides Rosh Hashanah. He makes a set. He's, he, he etches it in stone. He says, this is it. This is the fixed amount that this person's going to get this year and he's already established in Rosh Hashanah. So in the middle of the year, you're going to be worried, oh, uh, it's, it's not going to go my way. Hashem already decided what you're going to get. A person cannot encroach upon what is set aside for someone else, even a hair's breadth. Because you may say in response to that, what do you mean I can't worry, I shouldn't worry in the middle of the year? What if I see this person is... Um, you know, he's in my competition, and, and he seems to be, you know, that's like getting an edge uh, to take more market share. He's going to take away from, from, from my, my market share, my business. No, that, that's something that's, that's lacking bitachan. Something that bitachan and Hashem recognize that Hashem decided in Rosh Hashanah exactly what he's supposed to get that year and what's meant for him. And Hashem also decided exactly what that person was meant, meant to get that year and what's allotted for him, knows that there's no way anything he does is going to take away from, from my stuff and nothing that I do is going to take away from his stuff. And his success is also not something that I need, I need to stress out about. Oh no, it's a zero-sum game. If he has stuff, then I'm losing out. No. A Baal recognizes that the Ebishter decides in Rosh Hashanah what he's going to get. And yeah, we have to do our style as we're about to see. But at the end of the day, nothing anyone else does or even doesn't do will impact what Hashem allotted for us. So there's no reason to be worried. A Baal is, is not stressing out about matters of this world. In MS, they're not stressing out about matters of the next world either. But that's for that's a conversation for another time. So the obvious question, like we just said, and I, I briefly mentioned the idea of Ishtadlis, but the obvious question was, okay, so if, if Hashem... I mean, this, this is the first time we're being introduced to the idea of Itachon, I guess, kind of... Um, in a certain way, at least in this, in this level of detail when it comes to Ishtadlis and the Sefer. So the Mkhal feels it incumbent upon himself to explain to us, okay, answer the obvious question. If Hashem decides to Hashanah what we're, we're allotted for the year, so then why do I have to work at all? Why do I have to put in any Ishtadlis? Hashem just give me what, what I've been allotted for. Indeed, theoretically, a person could, could actually have sat and just twiddled his thumbs and Hashem will just provide for him everything that he, he said he would get as decreed in Rosh Hashanah. If not for the knas, the, the fine, the penalty that was imposed upon us uh, as a result of the, of the original sin of Chetatam Rishon from eating with the Ezadas Tovarah. Why the Pasuk says in As a punishment, as a result for this original sin, man now has to 
shvitz, shvitz it out in order to get his livelihood. By the sweat of your bar- brow shall you eat bread. As a result, we are now obligated to put forth effort in order to make a livelihood. Shekin gozer, melechalim, that's Hashem gozer. Hashem was gozer. It's a gazera. It's like a tax that you can't avoid. Everyone has to pay taxes. There's no way to avoid it. So two things here to point out. First of all, the, the, the specific muscle that's being used here of taxes, taxes is not something that you want to voluntarily add to, to your taxes and pay the government more tax than you absolutely have to, right? Same thing with the shtadlis. It's a tax. It's, it's, it's a box that we have to check. Hashem is saying, it's a gazera. You have to now do effort in order to get your livelihood. And, and as Rebbe Chal will, will elaborate a bit more, kind of the, the mechanics of that a bit more, and how we should think about it. But at the very least, the muscle being used here for taxes is very appropriate, as, as the Bali Moser tell us. Taxes are something you don't want to go above and beyond and give more than, than, than you're asked for. Same thing with the Shabbos. If you realize that there's no exact correlation and cause-effect relationship between my Shabbos, as we'll see in a second, and the results of my Parnassah, so then why would you over size? Why would you stress yourself out and work crazy hours and, and, and take over your life with your, with your pursuit of Parnassah if at the end of the day all you're doing is checking the box? Again, we'll elaborate on that in a second. And I just want to add here very quickly two other reasons that are found in the Chavos Vav HaShavitachim, which is the manual, the, the playbook of Bitachan, of what it means to be a Batechan Hashem. Highly recommend it. He says like, two explanations, push it, explanations why it is that Hashem designed it and decided that we have to work hard for our Parnassah, put in, put in, work hard, we have to work, we have to put in Ishtalas for Parnassah, even though Hashem decides on Rosh and Hashem is going to give us everything that we need anyway. Of course, Hashem, Hashem won't, won't deprive us. So what's the Peshat? Why do we have to? Why can't He just give it to us? Um, so this, I mean, he elaborates a lot there, but there's two specific things that I, that I recall that, that, that the, uh, the Rabbinu Bechaya, uh in, in Chalazah Baal Shabitachan explains, he says, number one, he says, Many different areas in our life. Oh, what, 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 why are we here? We're here to serve Hashem. What does that service look like? It looks like man in the world having to use his Bechir to make choices and, and make the right choices, hopefully, that th- doing things that align with the will of God and don't go against the will of God. So there are many areas of our life that that bless you. Keeping Shabbos. Shalom bias. You know, um, you're, if you're a farmer, you plants, fields, Shemitah, whatever it is. Another arena is business. Hashem made it that we're required to work so that we have a whole arena of business of are we being honest in business? Are we making a Hashem? Are we, are we being kind to people and working on our midos through our experience at work pursuing our parnassah? So it's just another arena that Hashem has given us in order to show him that we're serving him properly really just for our own benefit in order to give us an opportunity to, to make good choices and, and grow from it and Hashem see that we're, we're doing it and even get reward ultimately in this world and the next. And the other reason that he, he gave was Pashit, as, as um, in, in, in Mishnah Nava says, if, if someone sits and is idle, then it, it's going it's to end up with, with bad things. If, if the man wasn't occupied with his parnasas and he was just left to his own devices without any responsibilities to, to support his, himself and his family, so then he's going to end up falling into terrible things, even into sin and, and worse. So that's just, as an aside, two things that the Chavos that the, the explains of why it is that we have to do a shadless, even though Hashem um, decides on Hashem and could just give us what we need. Baiter. Al-Kayin Amr, therefore the, the sages tell us. In uh, Midrash Shoicher, Tov, in Tehillim, regarding the Pasuk in Pesach Devarim, in order that Hashem, your God, will bless you in all your handiwork, that's the Pasuk in Devarim, it says, Yachal Yoshi I might have thought the man can merit Hashem's brachas, even if he sits 
idly and doesn't do anything and twiddles his thumbs, therefore, it says in this passage, I mean, Hashem will bless your handiwork in all, of your, in, in all your handiwork that you will undertake, right? It's, it's something that you have to be active. You have to make a choice. You have to work. Ah, But again, not to say that the shtalas, the effort that you're putting through, is the cause that brings about the result of your parnasa. It's a requirement. It's a box you need to check. Once you do your effort, basic required effort, you're and that creates the clea for the bracha that Hashem is ready to give you anyway to come into. You don't have to waste a while away your ways, spend all your time with all this industriousness and effort to get these blessings that Hashem, Hashem wants to give you. For neither from sunrise nor from sunset nor from the wilderness comes success. For God is the judge. He lowers this one and raises that one. So don't look at nature. Don't look at sunrise, sunset, working all day and night, all long hours. Don't, don't look, not, nor from the wilderness. Don't think that you have to travel far through, through, through wilderness and far in places and wild places in order to get your parnasa. Hashem is one that lowers this one and raises that one. Hashem is the judge. Hashem decides. You just have to do yours. You have to check the box. Do yours, Talos. Shalom shalom. Do not weary yourself to become rich. Hold back from your own understanding. Don't think that it's in your control to put forth a lot of extra effort and now I'm going to be rich. That's not how this works. There's a, uh, there's a mushroom brought on the bottom of our school here. The Chavaz Chaim says, it's like if someone has a barrel of wine, right? The amount of wine that, that was set for them in that barrel is there. It's not changing. So how do they get the wine? So they... They spring a hole. They, they poke a hole. They make they make a um, a faucet on the wine. They sprout a sprout a sp- um, to have the wine come out. So, Givaldik, that's their sh- that's basically this, that's like a shadowless. You're just opening the holes that the chef that, that Hashem is waiting for to give us is coming already. But let's say someone over sizes and he says, you know what? I'm going to make three holes. So does it mean? Yeah, maybe it looks like right now he's going to get a lot more wine. But then the, the same amount of wine is in the barrel. He's only get the amount that Hashem allotted for. So the 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 Chavos uh, uses that as a muscle to show they don't don't over. And think, oh, if I just do this trick and I pull this move and do this thing, I'm going to get even more. Hashem said in Rosh Hashanah, you're going to get what you're supposed to get. Just do, it, just do what's incumbent upon you through normal Ishtadlis. So what's the right way, right? Now we have this balance of Bitachan and Ishtadlis. So what's the right way? The early Hasidim did it right. They made Torah their primary objective, their primary focus in life, primary occupation, and their work, their, 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 their involvement in Parnassah, secondary to that. And as a result, both of them sustained, both of them endured, both of them were, they saw success in both. As we see in the Gemara and Brachas. Because since someone did a bit of work, they did their normal amount of shalas that they were required to do. From there on, all they need to do is trust in Hashem, in His Creator, in His Maker. And not to worry, to be concerned, to stress over any worldly manner, any Monday manner whatsoever. Whatsoever. This will help us in, in us acquiring chasidus. As tishar because as a result, man is left, his mind is left penuya, open, available, velibo muchan, and his heart is ready. La chasidus amitu to true piety, to true chasidus, v'labodat mima, and to the perfect service of Hashem. We need to give ourselves the headspace. This is so important. He's, he's giving examples here of, of you know like, don't worry about work. Bibatech Hashem. That's 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 a very you know it's an exercise. Learn chavos avos shabitachon. 
re- re- remind ourselves of these things, chazer these things over again and again, so it becomes our second nature. But there are so many things we can do in life that creates that space. Sometimes it's taking a vacation. Sometimes taking a break. Sometimes going for a walk. Sometimes taking a nap. Sometimes listening to some music. Sometimes going out and you know, exercising, going for a run. Sometimes it's reading a book. Sometimes it's learning a safer. Sometimes it's schmoozing with a friend. Whatever it is, there's so many things that we know. Everyone, everyone you know, has, di- has different things that make them tick. Everyone has their things that puts them in a good space. It, it gives them... Gives them capacity, gives them harchava, gives them expansion, expansiveness of, of mind to be able to hold more, to be able to focus, to observe, to contemplate more deeply about the Abishtar, about, about the unbelievable chasadin that Hashem does for us, the unbelievable bria that Hashem is, is, is constantly renewing every single second. We need this space, we need this space. If, we, if we're so oistic, especially in Barnasa, if we get obsessive over, I need to make sure I do every single possible thing, and I'm working day and night, and I'm stressing, and I'm so consumed by it, it's in my mind, even on Shabbos, even when I'm sitting at dinner with my, with my family, I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with work. There's no space, you don't have space, you don't have space to serve Hashem properly, you don't have space, if you sure don't have space to reach levels of Hasidus that require great contemplation and, and introspection. So as we always do, we're gonna wrap up the chapter, chapter 21, with a summary of the art scroll. The way to acquire the trade of Hasidus is through deep and extensive contemplation about matters that bring a person to fear and love Hashem. Pondering Hashem's greatness in contrast to man's lowliness will bring one to revere Him, while pondering the various aspects of Hashem's fatherly love will bring one to love Him. One may also find inspiration through a contemplative study of Tehillim, whose verses sing the praises of Hasidus, and through reading Agadic stories relating the pious conduct of the Hasidim of old, and even today, uh, reading, reading, um, hearing stories about Gedolim of today as well. Um, or could, could be inspiring someone towards Hasidus. Since mindful reflection is so necessary for attainment of Hasidus, worries and preoccupations are its primary detractors. One can avoid these detractions, this distraction, distractions by internalizing the truth that a person's livelihood is decreed by Hashem and he can do nothing to alter it for better or for worse. Again, this is important. Uh, that also means that you're not going to get more, but also you're not going to get less by like, oh, I, I didn't make that extra phone call. You know, that I, that I knew, I, I think I made that phone calls for today, but I could have made that extra phone call. Don't worry about it, you're not going to lose out, you're not going to lose out. While one is required to expend effort to earn a livelihood, he must remember that the success of his endeavors is not due to his efforts, but to Hashem's benevolence. The chassid will therefore not exert himself unduly, but instead trust in Hashem, that his record of his efforts will result in Hashem providing his sustenance. Halavai, we should be zocha to, to find the proper balance between Ishtalos and Bitachan, and it's very important to have a rav, even for that reason alone, to be able to gauge and have, have another person that's that knows you well in order to tell you yeah you're you're overdoing it here or not it's very very important but uh but i wish to have that clear balance and have that headspace have a lot of to be able to hold more and more contemplation introspection and focus on on all the things we need to be focused on in order to engender a love of hashem fear of hashem and and achieving um high levels of chasidus in our voda have a wonderful day you have been listening to a shir by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily share, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.